Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. Oh, and me? Me? I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Oh! And this week, uh, we are discussing the 2021 Ilya Nyshuler Bob Odenkirk Rizza joint, <laughs> Nobody! Featuring Christopher Lloyd. That's right. I think he's got a with credit. Nice. I think so, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is like, that's the credit you want. Yeah. I was always baffled by, I, if I ever get to meet like a high-powered Hollywood agent, uh, I would absolutely ask them first question, the fuck is a guest star in a movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? That means you get paid like full actor money for cameo time. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Good money if you can get it. Mm-hmm. Let's get it with this podcast. <laughs> What's that Patrick Stewart at the end of Men in Tights money? <laughs> yeah. Or that Sean Connery at the end of Prince of Thieves money. <laughs> right? Uh, so that's right. We are discussing uh, 2021's Nobody, which begins, like all movies do, with a bloodied Bob Odenkirk feeding a kitty cat that he pulls out of his jacket <laughs> a can yeah. of tuna. With well, a uh, framed painting also in the corner of a table, and he like gets out of some handcuffs. It's, mm-hmm. pretty, it's, uh, it's intriguing. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, it appears to be being uh, interrogated by two feds, two suits. Uh, and they ask him who he is, and he says, Oh, me? I'm title nobody. So I actually nodded off a little bit because I'm pretty tired coming off of work. I missed the title card Nobody, and I caught up with Monday, and I thought that was his name. <laughs> like a His Girl Friday kind of thing, but sure. it's like it looped around to be the beginning of the week. Right, it's His Murderer Monday. Correct, <laughs> yeah. Murder Monday. That's what I would call my radio show if I was a shock jock. Hell yeah. <laughs> Strap in, idiots. Welcome to Murder Monday with the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get the lead out. <laughs> We're playing all Zeppelin, only the Hobbit songs. <laughs> Man, I, I would that love... That voice hurts. It really does. Well, that's why they, they make the big money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Except now they're all just like AI algorithms. <clears throat> we have satellite radio at work, and you can literally just like, oh, they're they're playing uh, Wake Me When September's Over. I must be 1130. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, my lunch break's coming up. This is great. <laughs> Crank it up, Green Day. <laughs> you know they won't. That's true. They're, they're a notoriously quiet band. Yeah. Man. Although Billy Joe, not long for this country. He's, uh, he's getting out while the getting's... Mediocre at best. Where's he going? England! <laughs> you know how they're doing so much better than us. Yeah, they're bringing Trickle Down back. <laughs> hey man, to be fair, the Queen did just die. That's true, and that true. is pretty hilarious. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, we do, then we, we see uh, a sort of montage or series of shots showing the sad, lonely, suburban life of... Uh, Bob Odenkirk's character, nobody, who will come to know as Hutch Mansell. Uh, we see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, his whole week. He yeah, does Wednesday things. morning. He misses the garbage truck. Yeah, yeah he, he does. He works out. He goes jogging. His wife ignores him and takes his coffee. Well, not just ignores him and takes his coffee, but has erected a pillow fort. Between yeah. the two of them, she's, on their she's back. erected a pillow great wall of China between them. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, she's yeah. trying to keep his Mongol out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and that I don't think is ever really explained because, like, it's it's uh, certainly setting up the fact that there is distance between the two of them, but right. it never felt like like putting up a pillow fort between you and a partner. That's a fight. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, yes. that's a lot of effort, especially because you got to do that every night. And the one night that you forget, and it's just like, shit, do I get up and put up the fort, or do I just hope he doesn't notice? Like, that's. There's more going on there than meets the eye. We need a prequel. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, at the end of his very long week, we uh, catch a little bit of his work life. He works for a manufacturing company of some sort. Um, they seem to construct rebarb and glass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then uh, then uh, robbers break into their house. Thieves, people who take. Burglars. They burgle him what good. Yeah, in the middle of the night he wakes up. Uh, he makes eye contact with the sun. They sneak downstairs and there's two burglars all dressed in black with the hoods and the whole whatnot and a gun and a flashlight. Uh, they, they capture him first. They ask for the money and he complies with all of their demands. Um, and then the kid leaps out of nowhere and starts throttling the male burglar. Yeah, and uh, at this point, uh, Bob Odenkirk has the opportunity to kill one of them with a putter. Uh, it's a driver. No, that's fair. It is the bigger of them. That's right. But uh, I choose it's, a, it's a small. It's a mini driver. <laughs> hey! Oh, oh, <laughs> But he chooses not to. He that was good. Yeah. Will hunting. <laughs> <laughs> but he chooses not to. Gross. Point Poor blank. Nice. <laughs> I'm on a mini driver. <laughs> You're out. You're was she in High Fidelity for like a camp? Was, no. Was she no. one of the ex-girlfriends in High Fidelity? No. I don't think so. But the... Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones Catherine Zeta-Jones is the British one. one. All right. Yeah. That's where uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all coming together. It's all coming back to me now. Meatloaf, right. hell yeah, and also Celine Dion. Also, Ooh. sure, why not? Yeah, that I only now put together. That was a cover. Sorry, pause real quick. You guys hear about that Mariah Carey grunge album she's releasing? I am so excited. <laughs> I got my flannel T-shirts out. <laughs> I am ready to rock. Well, here's the thing: because it's Celine Dion, I don't know the proper attire for her grunge Mariah album. Carey. Mariah Carey. Oh, it's Mariah Carey. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know the proper attire. Is it flannel or is it formal or is it both? No, it's flannel. You just only button like the bottom two buttons. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what All I'm right. saying? You know what I'm saying? And I nothing do. underneath. Right. Of course. Bare chested. Yeah. Yep. Maybe put a little glitter in there. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Rub yourself with honey. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Have a fantasy. Yes. In uh, those, case. Are the, those are the two Mariah Carey <laughs> yeah. songs I know. Now and, yeah. Honey Whoa. and Fantasy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Also, Fantasy Remix featuring Old Dirty Bastard. Was she not in Glitter? Uh, yeah, but I don't know if there's a song called Glitter. There's gotta be. If there ain't, we have failed as a people. I think we failed as a people when they made the movie Glitter. God Ooh. damn. Take that movie Glitter. Yeah. And movie Glitter. I mean, I heard it wasn't great, but I'm sure there's worse movies. Sure. Name three. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Hutch instead chooses not to brain the lady burglar and tells his son to let go of the guy burglar who does and then punches his son in the face. 
Yeah. Dirty pool burglar. I yeah. thought we had honor among thieves. It was bad form, right? Yeah, yeah uh, not so good. The burglars uh, take off because uh, they, they steal his watch. Yeah, they steal his watch and a kitty cat bracelet and... And like some, a pile of loose bills. Yeah, like 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, he says what I say to a lot of people. Uh, I'm sorry, I only use debit. That's yeah. true. Like, I just don't have cash. We need to become a fully Venmo society. <laughs> right. That's the only way we'll get through this. Uh, I zell. Oh, Whoa, I buddy. stole PayPal. Good. Does your <laughs> wife know that? <laughs> she does. Oh, oh so Gross. let me know if you need me to testify on your behalf in divorce court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will not lie for you. <laughs> <laughs> that guy uses PayPal. This son of a bitch, this son of a bitch right here, he applied for PayPal credit. <laughs> Now, in his defense, they did offer his last purchase would be covered under the uh, old APR. So, like, I get it. It feels like a good deal. I mean, it did. But then you got to sully yourself by having a PayPal credit card. (laughs) It's not accepted many places. Correct. I think only eBay. And even then, it pops up a message that just says, are you okay? Yes. (laughs) Yes. eBay frequently calls me a terrible person. Just blink twice if you need help. Uh, so the cops show up after the burgers leave. Uh, everyone continues to emasculate Hutch. Yes. <laughs> the oh, one... man, it's a huge series of people who are like, why didn't you kill that burglar? Specifically the one fucking cop who's just yeah. like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if that was my family, I'd have murdered him and hidden him on the floorboards. Yeah. Then I would have felt guilt over my deeds like Telltale Heart. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, buddy, settle down. <laughs> Uh, the next morning, his son's being a little rat bastard, and he's like, you fucking suck, Dad. You're a loser. Well, to be fair, you gotta have your son's back. Come on. You don't let him go to the ground alone. Sure. Sure. This is fucking mosh pit rules. You either get him off the ground, or you go down there with him. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> I ain't never been to a mosh pit. I went to one Fugazi cover band, and there was a bad <laughs> mosh pit. <laughs> Everybody had elbows out. <laughs> it's elbows in, losers. Elbows in. Yeah, I saw a Steely Dan cover band and everybody just sat quietly. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> yeah, I would love a concert if it wasn't for all the other people. Sure. But yeah. then the band would make direct eye contact with me at one point and I would have to leave. Yeah, that it would also be bad. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why you want to keep it to sultry jazz singers. True. Yeah, True. like a Sade. Yeah. Ooh, especially if they have a piece of information that I need to get from them after the show. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Yeah, there Classic. you go. There you go. Order something on the rocks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the next morning, uh, the son's <laughs> being a little prick. Mom is distant. Mom is distant. The daughter, however, loves her daddy. Uh, the night before, she like comes down and like sleeps on the couch with him. And like she's like, oh, I lost my kitty cat bracelet. Uh, so the next morning, uh, they wake up. He's making breakfast and everything. Everyone fucks off and leaves him alone. He just tosses the eggs in the garbage. Those well, do look like half real the eggs in the garbage. Half the eggs just on a sweat pile on the floor. Yeah. And he comes outside and meets his shithead douchebag neighbor and his, what, 71 Challenger, he said? Yeah, something, something Dodge Challenger. Yeah. Which is, for the record, a very classy car. It really is. Uh, and he's, yeah, gunning the engine and being a real prick about it and also emasculating Hutch. Yep, yep. <laughs> then Hutch goes to work uh, at the company owned by his wife's father and wife's brother. Uh, the brother also emasculates him by 
pointing a gun at his goddamn face. Yeah. He says, don't worry, the safety's on. And then he checks the safety. Yeah, like I said, the safety's on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it turns he out... He basically says, like, look, you, if you're going to marry, you know, protect my sister, you got to do it right. You take this gun. And he's like, I don't, I don't want your gun, yeah. man. And he's like, you take it. Yeah, so he does, and he puts it in, like, an empty box of, like, frozen lasagna. Which is exactly what I do when I don't want my wife to know that I bought junk food just for me. Mm, I I hide it in a cereal box. Nice. Usually kabooms. Hell yeah! (laughs) Man, you know, uh, there's a a Frankenstein Reese's Puffs cereal. I don't know what makes it Frankenstein-ish, but it's on the box and I want one so bad. Wait, is it like is it like Booberry meets Reese's Puffs? No, it just says Frankenstein on it. That's all the like clues you get. The puffs on the box look like normal puffs. Mm. I don't know. I guess if you open it, you realize that you are the Prometheus of man. Oh. You have to go on a boat to the Arctic. <laughs> I thought, uh, now, is it sponsored by Kenneth Branagh's Melly Shelley's Frankenstein? With a surly Robert De Niro? Well, Clearly oh. very drunk. Oh. Well, look, I only bring it up because uh, Reese's Puffs come in like brown and light brown. And in that movie, Robert De Niro... Parts of him are definitely from a black guy. <laughs> so he is also brown and light brown. So yeah. I thought maybe that's where it was going. Man, yeah. I, again, we as a people failed to have let Kenneth Branagh get away with so many of the things he's gotten away with. <laughs> no, we let him get away with so much. In that movie, he spends most... He's the hero of the movie. Yeah. And he spends 90% of it trying to fuck Helena Bonham Carter, who plays his sister. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole movie, she's just like... Oh, Dr. Frankenstein, you're incorrigible. Well, to be fair, he does keep coming up and say, Hey, baby, feed my Frankenstein. <laughs> Which is creepy when it's Kenneth Branagh. It's creepy when it's Alice Cooper. It's no not. one should be saying How dare that. you? Yeah, oh, you buddy. lie. Alice Cooper is a gentleman and a scholar. And he a scratch a- golfer. And a scratch golfer. He killed a chicken on no. a stage. That's not true. That's not true. He threw it it into a crowd to be ripped apart. Okay, but he didn't know they were going to rip it apart. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was because they were weird. Well, yeah, it does. It is like the ending of the uh, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati of just, for the life of me, I thought they could fly. (laughs) Still watch that episode every Thanksgiving. It's, It's a classic. Real good. It's real good. Uh, so then Hutch meets up with his father-in-law, played by Michael Ironside. Hell and, yeah. Uh, he's Michael Ironside. It turns out that Hutch has put in an offer to buy the business from his father-in-law and brother uh, just to have something of his own. But the dad at this point is not going to accept the offer because it's not a great offer. Yeah, he, yeah, he says it's a fair offer, but it's yeah. not a great offer. Yeah, and because he Which, built- unbeknownst to us, is Chekhov's offer. Yeah. That's true. It yeah. is wild the number of things that get set up and paid off. Yeah. Uh, so Hutch, uh, on the way home that night, stops by, sees his dad, played by Christopher Lloyd, uh, in the in the retirement home. His dad watches, like, sits around and watches old westerns on Fucking max stage volume. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I can't wait to get away with watching stuff at max volume. I'm real tired of having to be concerned about my neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) Bunch of bullshit. Especially because every single modern piece of television and film is mixed abysmally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just wait until you're so hard of hearing that the the dialogue is at the right volume. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Also, uh, Bob Odenkirk's uh, Hutch is having 
uh, clandestine conversations in his office through his uh, hi-fi system with the RZA. Yes, <laughs> correct. Which, for a while, sets it up to be like, oh, the RZA's just going to be his Charlie of Charlie's Angels. Right. Just a voice on a box. Probably wasn't even there. He probably like did all this stuff in post. I was getting real nervous. We wouldn't get a Bob Odenkirk's meets the RZA. Yeah, but yeah. we do, and it's great. It is. Yeah, I was like I was saying when we were watching the movie that Bob Odenkirk and the RZA did like a lot of the press together, and in all the press they were just they seemed like the best of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob Odenkirk would always just like be like, yeah, you know, me and the director Ilya and my good friend Bobby over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, he is back to Bobby Digital. He's I doing know, I, some well, new music. It's great. Well, yeah, his name is also Bobby. That's his real name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? He wasn't the Rizza. No. <laughs> Surname Rizza. First name the? No. Of the Brooklyn Rizzas? <laughs> no, however, his cousin was born the Jizza. <laughs> That's true. But he's a genius. That's so correct. Yeah. You gotta let it go. It's no. fair. Inspector Deck, real name. <laughs> Method Man, Rev Man, both pseudonyms. Ghostface Killer for a while was just Face Killer, but then he died. Yes. Not a lot of people know that. He was, in fact, a ghost. <laughs> right. A real life ghost. An old dirty bastard obviously changed his name. You age as into the season. That. Yeah. 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 Well, he changed his name yeah. as, the, as he saw fit. Big Baby Jesus, Osiris, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. Whatever needed to be done. Yeah. Man, I fucking love those nerds. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. I, it's, it's awesome that, like, one of the seminal acts of, like, 90s hip-hop is a group that was like, yo, what if we just rapped over old kung fu movies? <laughs> what? I fucking love old kung fu movies. Oh shit, me too. <laughs> what if there were 30 of us? <laughs> yeah, right. There is an amazing interview of uh, the RZA breaking down why Dragon Ball Z is the greatest anime of all time. It's delightful. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, Bob Odenkirk sees his dad on the way home. He sees his family. They're all, uh, you know... Distant and weird. And enjoying their life while he's not there. Right. Yeah. That's uh, when he goes in and he finds out that his daughter has lost the kitty cat bracelet. Yeah. And that's when he, like, loses his mind. Turns around, slams the door, out we go. Yeah, and then he goes on a tour of uh, CD uh, well, tattoo parts. First he goes back to his dad's place to get his dad's old FBI badge and his 38. That's right. <laughs> and his leather jacket? You gotta look suede. Why not? Suede. Suede. Yeah, suede. Brown suede jacket. Classic look. You gotta look cool. It's chilly out there. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes on a tour of CD uh, tattoo parlors trying to find the same tattoo of the burglar who burgled him that he's been absentmindedly like doodling since. Uh, He makes a couple places nobody knows anything and he comes into this like biker establishment that immediately like they eye him and a guy's got a hand on a baseball bat ready to go. He flashes his FBI badge. They're like, that's 20 years old and out of date. Yeah, specifically this one dude in the corner with like a baseball cap and a big scraggly beard is just like, you're not a fed. That badge is out of date. That picture doesn't match you at all. Uh, But then he pulls out some money and is just like, all right, look, here. I'm I'm looking for somebody. Yeah. Uh, To which the proprietor of this particular tattoo establishment says the immortal line, you better be careful flashing that kind of cheddar around here. <laughs> and then uh, Bob Odenkirk has like a cool little like thing. He's like, look, there's only three kinds of people who flash cheddar. 
people who do, like who don't know what they're doing, people who do know what they're doing, and people who hope with every fiber they're being that you try to take it from me. And yeah. in this moment, he sort of reveals this uh, two playing cards tattoo that he has on his wrist. Yeah. Which at which point uh, the older guy who called him on his badge. <laughs> He says, thanks him for his service yeah. and then barricades himself behind a steel door. <laughs> yeah. With like 30 locks. Yeah, and then yeah. slams the face hole shut. The other two dudes uh, who were, the goons who were advancing back off uh, and he, find, uh, he finds out he asks for the, well, to lead him to where that tattoo is. And we cut to the two robbers uh, in their house, their, their apartment, they're very clearly like uh, in extreme poverty, they're not eating only bowl of noodles. They're eating bowl of noodles with like not enough water, and they're also not closing it to steam it. It's yeah, a mess. rookie mistake. Yeah, but it was at this point in the movie I was getting a little nervous of just like, oh shit, is this gonna be about a white dude beating up impoverished minorities? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it's about a rich. It's about a white dude beating up rich Russians, right? Which is perfectly okay. Oh yeah, yeah. no, that's back in vogue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he comes in, uh, he kind of slams the dude around, and he's just like, give me my watch back. He gets his watch back. He's give me the kitty cat keychain. What? You motherfucker. You motherfucker. He's like, well, I, we don't have it. I'll help you look for it. I don't know. Uh, and then he is interrupted by the sound of a baby crying, and he realizes that he is gone. Too far. Yeah, yeah they, he realizes that they have a baby who is on oxygen, and he's yeah. like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. So he goes outside and punches the shit out of a brick wall. <laughs> He's got to get the energy out, well, you know? sure. No, he came to kick some ass. Yeah, so then he... Uh, Instead, he... he just took some names. Yeah. yeah. Which is explicitly what he was not there to do. No. Taking the bus back home. Yep. The so he's taking the bus back home. There's only three passengers on the bus. There's a young woman uh, drinking from a big soda. There's a really beefy dude reading a book, and then the driver and Hutch. Uh, a so shitty... really, there's four, four people. people. Oh yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's three passengers. Well, see, here's the thing you got to remember about Mark is that the service people are completely invisible. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true. That's those are just the cogs in the machine that keep society running. Yeah, yeah, man. They're not worth notice. They make more money than I do, so I'm angry now. <laughs> <laughs> That's only because you're making zero at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but even when I had a job, they were still making more than me. Yeah, that's true. Welcome to the workforce. Do you want evil or boring? Ooh, evil, please. <laughs> evil pays more. It's absolutely true. I'll take true. it. Bad news. It is frequently still boring. Yeah, true. That's fine. True. Uh, so a... Like an SUV with like flashing Euro trash lights, playing Euro trash music, uh, jumps a Euro trash curb, smashes a bunch of those water, like those water like, like barricades, barricades. slams into a Jersey wall. Yeah, uh, the bus comes to a stop because they got like get like slant, like crushed into the bus. I think the bus just stops because Because there's been an accident. Because yeah. they, they hit next to him. Anyways, yeah. like these six dudes come out. Well, what I love is they come out real fucking drunk and point at the bus and say, BUS! <laughs> and promptly get on the bus. Like yeah. Which did bring me back to my college days, I'm ashamed to ignore. Sure. <laughs> just yeah. like when you slammed oh, your over into a Jersey walls. Correct, yeah. Lots of Jersey walls in Pittsburgh. They don't warn you about that. <laughs> I heard some of those Jersey walls are running for governor. That's true. <laughs> Other side, pal. Uh, so yeah, these these shitty Euro bros force their way onto the bus. 
Uh, and Bob Odenkirk's like, thank fucking God. I hope they like hospital food. <laughs> and then we get our first really great fight sequence. Yes. Uh, yeah, Bob Odenkirk, like, he pulls out, he, like, takes the bus driver off the bus. He... Go, like all the guys see him just like staring at them he takes out his gun he empties all the bullets <laughs> and, then, and then says I'm gonna fuck you up <laughs> uh, he takes one shot like in the face to begin with and kind of like he's like it, this fight's great because the whole fight is him like shaking off the rust of not having fought dudes for a long time right yeah, yeah he's not practiced at the moment like he still has right. the skills but he clearly hasn't done this in a long time yeah which it's a frequent uh theme that kind of pops up in this movie a lot that i really enjoy which is that he's incredibly skilled but he's also frequently out of his depth yes oh yeah you know like the odds are always very firmly against him and unlike something like a John Wick that this movie is clearly taking a lot of inspiration from same writer right like oh, okay. John Wick will literally start shooting at an area that a goon has yet to come into like it is very clearly choreographed mm-hmm. uh, which is great and cool and fun uh, but in this movie it takes great pains to show like oh Bob Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk notices this happening and has a moment to think about it and react to it yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's always on the back foot, and he's always being very observant of the world around him. Right. But what I do appreciate is, as the movie goes on, and he's fighting and murking more dudes, he gets more confident at it. And yeah, well, he's gaining XP. He's, yeah. you know, he's, you struggle with the mooks, but then you go back to that area once you've leveled up, and you're just one shot and everything. It it reminded me of. So I've been playing this game called Sifu lately. Oh sure. Uh, which is rad as. Fuck. Uh, but it's like a martial arts roguelike where like as you play like you can like upgrade skills and learn combos and then permanently unlock them for times when you go back to replay them and that's what this was like it was like he was on his like you know fifth third you know third then fifth then sixth like run through of this as the movie progresses just unlocking skills buy Sifu it's <laughs> totally <laughs> fucking rare right hell yeah I've heard only good things if you get it on uh, PC you can get a mod that turns it into a Matrix game I'm sure that's true yeah nah I'm probably gonna just play the base I'm probably gonna play the Matrix online I gotta find some private servers for that I don't think you want to. I bet you're going to load that up, get into it. It's going to be like Minecraft. You're going to be like, up, 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 yeah, I played this, and then I'm done. Yeah, but come on. There's plot. Relevant plot. Is there? Yeah, there's lore. Relevant plot. Guess what? Morpheus dies in that game. No. Canonically. (laughs) That's so he can come back in Matrix Resurrections as the bad guy from Aquaman. Man, I I was thinking yeah. about Matrix uh, Matrix uh, Resurrections the yes. other day, and I really deeply enjoy that movie. It has the same problem that the first Matrix movie does, where it's got a great opening, a really sloppy middle, and a very strong ending. But just like, fuck, if those legacy characters were actually played by their original actors, it would have had it, it would have been so much more impactful. Sure. You know, like, I get it felt like they just couldn't get those actors back. Mm. You know what I mean? Was there other people missing aside from Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, um, uh, I guess spoiler alert for it, but uh, fucking uh, Agent Smith is in that movie, but he is not played by Agent Smith. Yeah, Hugo Weaving's not in it. There should be laws against that. Right, and, like, it's crazy because the relationship that they have, that Keanu Reeves has with that character in the beginning of the movie 
is like fucking wild if you clock that that's Agent Smith right away. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. Like, it just would have fucking been crazy cool. Yeah, sure. But like, whatever. It, fe- it feels like, A, that was a COVID times movie, and B, that was clearly on a budget. Sure. Yeah. I think yeah. My, my one, my biggest beef with that movie was that, like, I, I love, like, the hook of the movie, that it's, like, this weird meta sequel that's, like, all about how, like, we shouldn't be doing legacy sequels. Like well, the movie, like, the movie's like very clear. Like Warner Brothers is making us do this, <laughs> so yeah. this is what they fucking get. Yeah. And my my only other beef, my only real beef with it is that like when they do have the action sequences, they just aren't quite up to par with the action sequences of the original Matrix. Yeah, there's definitely sure. like budget cuts for yeah. sure. Uh, other than that, I I loved oh, it. It's fantastic. I really I really. Like, it weirdly rekindled my interest in, like, the ephemera around them. Like, I'm really interested to go back to, like, The Matrix comic books. Right. (laughs) Especially looking back at it, like, fucking Jeff Darrow did a whole bunch of artwork for it. And, Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, yeah, I'll fucking check that out. Neil Gaiman wrote one of the fucking Matrix comics. Yeah, it's wild. Okay. All right. So anyways, guys, let's not pause this podcast. I gotta go hit every single comic book shop in the city. It's 8.30. They're all closed. Yeah. They're all closed for their Magic the Gathering nights. (laughs) It's Hero Clicks night. (laughs) Magic the Gathering. Get out of here. Actually. That's on Wednesday. (laughs) Are you sure that it's not Warhammer miniature painting night? That's Saturday morning. That is definitely Saturday morning. I'm not gonna lie to you. I really want to paint Warhammer miniatures but I never want to play the game Warhammer it sounds very complicated I need to uh, I really need to get uh, a few more paints and uh, I'm all out of uh, the fucking like base coat uh, but yeah, no, I got some fucking Star Wars Imperial Assault minis that we can mm. fucking <laughs> sit down and spend an afternoon painting. Hell yeah. While we eat peanut butter right out of the jar. <laughs> With your hands. Put on some Futurama commentaries. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> Lord. Just really get in that mindset. <laughs> fucking dork. Yikes. So anyways, Bob Odenkirk mercs these dudes something terrible. Oh, yeah. Great fight. Brutal fight. Yeah. He gets so thrown brutal. out a window. Yeah. And he knifes a bunch of guys. Like, knives are going in thighs and knees and yep. throats and all sorts oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and finally, like, he's able to save the the girl, uh, get her off the bus. He beats all the guys. They're all pretty much, like, dead or unconscious. Uh, except One for... fucking idiot starts loading the gun that's on the ground. Yes. Uh... <laughs> so he breaks his larynx with one of the bar, the hold bars from the bus that he just rips out of the wall. Yeah. And then, realizing he's going to die, gives him a tracheotomy. With the, with the fast food straw. With the fast yeah. food straw. Yeah. Uh, so he goes home. His wife uh, is up. She can't sleep. She's waiting for him. Doesn't know what he is. He comes in. And he's just like... Yeah, I've had a rough day. She, like, patches him up. They have a little bit of a chit-chat. Yeah, what I really like about this is I was also a little worried that it's just going to be like, oh, man, we're going to have to deal with this. Like, she doesn't know that he was, like, ex-Special Forces or whatever. And it's going to... But, like, no, she's aware that he had, like, some kind of really intense military job. Right. I don't think she knows exactly what it was. Right. But she is aware that he's like, oh, this is, like... This dude was like a hardcore 
Yeah, because she's like patching him up. Yeah, like she's she, doing like field medicine. Yeah, she well, cleans she's out a wound it before because he says something like, uh, like just like, like, old, like old times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like she like cleans out a wound, pinches it shut, and closes it with super glue. Yeah, like it's clearly a thing that they've done before. But they have a, a, a sweet. That's part little... of their elaborate sex games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But then they have a little sweet a little conversation heart about how he he's misses her and that he understands their marriage is failing and they yeah. should try to do something. About and it. that night, Mr. Gorbachev tears down that <laughs> pillow wall. Yeah, the pillow wall is down. Uh, and then pillow wall down. Breakfast is bacon, baby. That's yeah. right. Uh, we're, then, we're also at some point introduced to the villain of this movie, the main villain, whose name is Julian. Oh, man. And not since fucking Goodfellas has there been a more perfect introductory one-shot. <laughs> this dude... Like, fuck, get fucked entrance to Copacabana. You ain't got shit on this Warner. <laughs> this... This fucking, like, budget Dolph Lundgren guy gets out of a car, walks into his club. Like, walks into traffic. Yeah. Cars have to stop and swerve to not hit him. Right. Yeah. Goes into his club as he's going through. He Does like, a bump of coke. Yeah, does a bump of coke. Walks all the way through, shakes some hands, kisses some babies. Then walks up on stage while a woman is singing and then just starts fucking dancing. <laughs> and then sings. Because, you know, that coke will get you at least through a song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is clear. It's his club. He is the like uh, the, like the uh, a Russian mafia guy. He goes upstairs, and we learn that he is uh, his club and him are in he, charge of the ob shack. Yeah, he passes exactly one Russian He's mobster. A little known shack where we can get a picture. <laughs> yeah, I like that they have a retirement fund. Yeah, yeah. that's very you know that's thinking ahead. I do like that that that's how it is referred to as like a four hundred one k for the Russian mob. Yeah, yeah. Do you th- they you know they got their union dues, and that's where that all goes. Sure. Right. Yeah. So uh, they got big pallets of cash that he's responsible for protecting for the moment. Yeah, and some of the other uh, Obshack equity holders are a little worried that the singing, dancing, coke-doing guy who runs the club isn't, you know, a serious guy. So he's like, all right. He smashes a champagne glass, takes the stem, and murders a man with and it. Fucking, yeah, not only does he murder him with it, he stabs it into his eye and then uses the shards to cut his throat out. Yes. Yep. Like, he pulls a meaty something out of this man's throat and drops it on the floor. Yeah, the, the main Russian goon is just like, do you have any idea who that was? No, enlighten me. He was a 3% stakeholder in this fund. That means we get his money! (laughs) Hey! (laughs) We also meet uh, Yulian's uh, adopted son, who's like a a small Ethiopian boy. Yeah, he is specifically the son of of a long-distance runner from the 1980s Russian Olympics. Yes, yeah. Uh, but now he's like part of the family. Yeah. Right. Um, then they get a phone call that his 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 real brother shitty younger brother is in the hospital. Right. So he goes and visits the younger brother, and he <laughs> the younger brother is like not going to walk again. He can barely. He's, he's going to die. He's going to be lucky to get out of the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So Julian is like going to go find the other dudes that were there. He takes this chair out of the hospital room, drags it out with him. Walks into the room and then the guy's like, "Hey, boss!" And then a chair just <laughs> fucking hits him in the face, and he Golden. beats the shit out of this dude with this hospital chair. Yeah, and I mean, beats the shit out of this yeah. dude because the guy's like, "It was just one guy," and there's like, "Fucking stop lying to me!" Yeah, 
Uh, and eventually they're like, no, it was, it was just one guy, please. And he's like, well, who was he? Do we have any leads? And then you see like a hand like hold up nobody's Metro card. Yeah. yeah. And what I, what always not necessarily bothers me, but we're a tie in this situation where you find out one dude was able to very easily dispatch a group of my goons. That's just a write-off, man. You just walk away. Yep. You just, hey, you know, fucking fair dues. You weren't after anything. You didn't rob them. You're not coming after me. It was just an, you know, he yeah. shouldn't have gotten into that fight. Let bygones be bygones. I also would be more angry at my goons than I would be. Right? Where it's like, you guys need to go yeah. to camp. Yeah, no, you you were going to re-education goon camp. Ooh, and then we get a goon camp movie where they have to beat the rich kids on the other side of the lake. <laughs> oh goon my camp. gosh, right? <laughs> goon camp! <laughs> Music by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and what I love is they make explicit in this, but it's like, but you hate your younger brother. Right. And it's like that's not the point. But family's family. <laughs> it's an honor thing. Yep. So he like basically uh, sets up like, this lady hacker to try and find anything they can. Meanwhile, back at home, Hutch yeah, she is writes like, a poorly worded email about how you've won free uh, naked ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys at the Pentagon opens it up and is just like, naked ladies. That's a thing I want for free. Uh oh, ransomware. Yeah. Yep. And in the meantime, Bob, uh, the RZA calls Bob Odenkirk and tells him to visit the barber. Which again, like fucking hell yeah, Mister Screenwriter of the John Wick movies. More proper noun places. These things rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though the barber should have been played by Cedric the Entertainer, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I would have. I, I I would have liked it to have been Lance Reddick. And it'd been a sure. nice little like John like Wicky crossover type yeah. thing. Yeah, Reddick action. Yeah, it's fucking. Uh, I was gonna say, is, uh, what is it? I uh, Ian McShane. Is he still alive in yeah. the John Wick? Yeah, no. yeah could have been him. Yeah, yeah, for now. No. Except we're also forgetting that those are the bad guys, and this dude is clearly like a government guy. Yeah, well, he's a something guy. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. But he basically explains to Bob that this like this guy's like the head of the Russian mob. He's holding on to the object. He basically gives us our big exposition dump. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the main thing he says, he's like, he's these guys this... are, he's like, these guys are going to find you. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's given us expo- uh, exposition dump while he's ga- being shaven, shaved? Shaved. Shaved. Yeah. Uh, by the barber with a straight razor. And does he have to do that every time someone comes in and asks for a file? Yes. I mean, if I had a guy on payroll for straight razor shaves, I'd get a straight razor shave every day. Sure, but what if he has like three appointments that day? Is he just like, all right, lather me up? We yeah, got a no, let's clock. do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, your face would be like a marble countertop. Yeah, I think what you're missing is what for those other extra appointments, it's just the rest of his body. <laughs> yeah, right, right. His balls are smooth. Oh, man. Look, if I'm not getting shaved, then it doesn't make sense for me to be the barber. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Look, we could just meet at, like, a bar next time or, like, a coffee house. I'm not the barista. I'm the barber. And here's the thing. The guy that Bob Odenkirk goes to to get the information is bald, so it's possible this is a second appointment. <laughs> yeah. And he'd already had his head, head shaved. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, the shoulders, because you always get those hairs. That's sure. true. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think for like if he's got like Thanks a really busy day, <laughs> if he's got like a really busy day, he's like, all right, well, just give me a fade to start, and then we'll do, then just do the sideburns for my next appointment. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe like 
do a cool design in my head for the third guy. He also probably grows hair at the rate of like a Don Johnson. Like it's five o'clock shadow at three fifteen. <laughs> sure, no questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he tells Bob Odenkirk like if they haven't found you already, they will find you soon. So be ready. To do that. Yeah. And so, Russian Lady Hacker finds him. <laughs> yes. And then Russian Lady Hacker throws the file at Yulian and says, Don't worry, don't pay me, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again, like, read the room, my guy. Just yeah. be like, all right. Well, I want to cut this yeah, release, right. man. Yeah. Uh, so now we know very little is that uh, Hutch is some kind of operative with a blacked out dossier. Yeah, the like, guy's got completely a full redacted. file that's nothing but redactions. Uh, we Which just to... begs the question, why'd you have the file, dude? Just don't have any file. Yeah. If it's all going to be redacted. Well, you it's to, like be fair, fair. to be fair, Hutch didn't make the file. <laughs> <laughs> it was always burning since the world was turned. Uh, the cigarette man made that file. Yeah. <laughs> and that guy keeps files on things, John. That's regardless true. if you can read them. That's true. Yeah, and sometimes he's Mulder's dad and sometimes he's not. Yeah. Really would have liked if they made that in-universe novel he wrote. They should have actually oh, published yeah, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Like how they did the, the Laura Palmer diary for Twin yeah. Peaks. They should have fucking just like made <laughs> that book. Made that book, yeah. Oh, that would have been so cool. Best episode of X-Files, except for the one where they're doing the parody of Cops. Okay, first of all, the best episode of X-Files is clearly Jose Chung's Yeah, no, Mark is absolutely right. Like, there's only one best episode of X-Files and it is with Jose Chung. Yeah. Uh, also, the best episode of Millennium, to be oh, honest. Or easy. <laughs> Far and away. Walking away with best episode of Millennium. Jose Chung is a gift to us all. <laughs> R.I.P. Charles Nelson Riley. We love you. Man, may you match game in heaven, good sir. Oh, what eyebrows that man had. Oh, so, so Hutch that night makes a, a delicious lasagna for his family. From scratch, that's From hard to do. scratch, he made the noodles himself. Yeah. He grew the tomatoes, ripened them on the vine. Yeah. <laughs> But, but punched them to a sauce. <laughs> yeah, probably. punched them right in. Yeah, that's the only way to get the skins off. Right. Uh, and he looks. Yeah, like I blanched them with my fists. <laughs> <laughs> they, they blanched with fear. <laughs> but he looks out the window and he sees like three or four cars pull up outside of his house all together and all turn off their lights at once. Yeah. So he immediately tells the family to go to the basement. Uh, pushes them down there. They're like, what's going on? He's like, it's a game. Shut up. Get down there. He specifically says... directly at the audience and says, you thought this was John Wick, but it's actually Panic Room. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is Uh, Ethan Hawke in Panic Room? And I... No, he's in The Purge. Yeah. 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 The first The Purge. Correct. The second best The Purge. Yeah. It's not a bad The Purge. No, the best Purge is the second Purge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the first Purge, then the third Purge, the Election Night one. Yeah. And then there's the The Forever Purge. Is that the one that's narrated by gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the problem with the Purge is they started getting too big. The stakes got way too high. Right, yeah. And like, now, now that ruins it. The second one's the best one because it's just Frank Grillo running around fucking shooting dudes. Hell yeah. Also, he can, also he can like find the one guy who tried to purge him years ago and then purge him. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. You got Uh, purged, idiot. (laughs) 
I would love the purger a- becomes the purge. <laughs> I would love a purge MMO. Please don't ever say purge again. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a the purge MMO if it went back to like fucking early Ultima Online hardcore rules uh, kind of era where it's just like just like the regular purge there's exactly one day where you can kill people <laughs> every other day you gotta build up your resources so that you can survive or you can purge and then the one night is when everyone gets to purge King Britain still there <laughs> still just wandering around <laughs> I remember playing, I think it was Ultima 3 on like Nintendo, like way, way back in the day. And there was a character in the movie named Jeff, but it's spelled with the G-O. G-O, And I had never seen that before. So G-off. for years I was like, G-off, that's G-off. <laughs> yeah. And I would tell people, man, you got to play Ultima 3. It's fucking sick. And there's a guy named G-off. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you play like JRPGs, it isn't weird. Half their names are just like crazy. Jump. I'm Waka! Um, <laughs> Cloud Strife! They've all got dumb names anyway. Well, you see, it's because he had a complicated backstory, so he was full of strife. Sure. Zach Fair, the guy that he based a lot of his personality on, he had a lot less problems. He was a real fair kind of guy. Meh, 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 meh. And Waka, he was the racist soccer coach. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was just going to be a Fozzie Bear enthusiast. No, but he is played by John DiMaggio. <laughs> Doing a Polynesian accent? Sure, it Yikes. was before we realized that racism was bad. <laughs> yes, the early 2000s. <laughs> right. Oof. Uh, anyway, hey. he gets married to the Belt Wizard in the sequel. The belt wizard who fights with dolls, you see. Yeah, no, I know. No, that's there. I played it. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Weirdly enough, Patrick, this is one of the best Final Fantasy games. <laughs> it's true. This is really good. You I do totally f- believe you. <laughs> you fight the church because they keep creating a giant demon. <laughs> <laughs> They really should stop that. The main plot of the first part of that game is you gotta make sure your friend doesn't get married to an asshole. <laughs> His name's Guado. <laughs> Sorry. Seymour. Seymour Guado. Seymour Guado. Yeah, there's a lot of Guados. <laughs> They're like regular people, but they wear long droopy sleeves. Because they have giant arms. <laughs> Anyway, then you get into the sphere grid and it's all gravy. (laughs) True. Uh, Anyways, so uh, he pushes the kids and the wife into the basement. He, like, unearths a, like, secret hidden keypad and, like, kisses his wife and then, like, a metal security door shuts. And he says, don't call 911. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Just hang out down there. Yeah, he opens the breaker box, shuts off all the power. Yep. The goons break in, and the next thing you see is upstairs, a couple goons with, like, machine guns immediately get their ass beat with a baseball oh, bat. Oh, man, yeah. He beats the crap out of both of them with a baseball bat, then snaps it over his knee, Bo Jackson style, and jams it into him. <laughs> yeah. That's golden. Yeah, the whole house fight, again, is great because he's clearly outskilled in as far like he he has greater skill than these fucking goons right. but the goons have numbers yes he's out and that manned. doesn't mean nothing right. right yeah well he's like doing like survivor like you know adapt 
a, a improvise whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fighting guys. <laughs> yeah. He just kills a bunch of dudes with like a kitchen knife. Yeah, kitchen knife, holding their guns and shooting the other guys with them. It's a pretty great fight. Yeah, no, it's real classic. Yeah, but he, he clears out the goons... He washes up a little bit and then he no, retrieves. He his clears family. out the goons and with most of the goons, and then he gets tased. Yes. Oh yeah, you're right. He does get. He tased. gets tased and then he wakes up in the trunk of the goons, including like the adopted son of the guy, and they're like talking about how like you know we gotta get him back, blah blah blah. Well, they're talking about specifically like we need to go to the hospital, and he's and the the adopted son in the back is just like you can take care of your scratches later, and they're like. Scratches, fuck you! We're gonna bleed out. And yeah, he pulls out a gun and points it at the driver, and he's like, "Yeah, scratches, scratches, boss, you got it, yeah. scratches." No Hutch wakes up in the trunk. Uh, he opens the trunk with the little like, release lever. Yeah, yeah he dislocate. He's handcuffed, and he dislocates his thumb so he can squeeze out of the yeah. cuffs. He sees that they're going like 80 miles an hour, so he can't roll out the back. Right. So instead, he takes out the car's uh, uh, fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Kicks open the center console, knocking the adopted uh, son like to his face, and then fills the entire car with fire extinguishment, which then crashes into a street lamp and flips over. Oh yeah, big time! <laughs> it's great, and this starts another very small running gag of he keeps trying to explain his backstory to people who are actively dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then gets a little disappointed that he doesn't get very far because they died. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of this because he's like, hey man, I've never met a black Russian before. And he's just like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> they have a very silly conversation before that guy dies. Well, like, honestly, like, because we find out later that he's basically like a, a hitman under the employ of the U.S. government so he would go do like wet work to get rid of yes. folks that we can't arrest but we need off the board. And if, again, if I were, say, embezzling millions of dollars from military contracts abroad and some dude, like, caught up to me and brought me out to the middle of the woods, just be like, all right, man, just like, all right, go for it. Just like, triple triple in the head, make it real quick. Yeah. Like, you want to, like, hang out for a little bit? Like, I get it. I get it. We're done. I get it. Uh, so I he, guess what we're learning through this podcast is I give up very easily. Sure. <laughs> oh, you killed my brother? Well, you know, he shouldn't have been on that bus. Let's just walk away. I think deep down you're just a little French, John. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I hate the French, though. I know. I know. They're I know. so shitty. I know. Um, I was going to call you lazy, John. I feel like you're going to get to the part in the criminal enterprise where they're like, oh, you got to like hide how you take the money. And you're like, ooh, that's work. Gee, I thought we all got in this to avoid work. <laughs> I'm not doing this. That's the thing. I did not get into the Russian mob to squirrel away money in a 401k. <laughs> right, call I got in to do bumps of coke and sing karaoke at my bar. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, Hutch... Uh, Hutch at some point alerts his dad that the goons are probably coming for him. They do. Well, I think it's on the way back here. Like, it's yes. at this moment he calls his dad and he's like, Hey, dad, uh, that thing, it escalated. Right. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Right. Then he goes home. He lets his wife and kids out of the stairs. <clears throat> they cover the little girl's eyes so she doesn't see all the dead bodies. Take him to the garage. Not the son, though. Because he's a man. He's got a fucking look. Uh, (laughs) They pack their shit up and they get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And he's like, I will explain everything to you, but I gotta finish this. 
And she, like this is like the moment where she's like sees him as a man again. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah, it's a little retrograde. Loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like a generous reading for this would be that like oh he is no longer. He makes a point of saying that he's basically pretending to be another person, right? And in this, and that is causing a lot of their marital strife because he can't fully be committed right. when he's actively trying to hide the person that he is. And so you could generously read the arc of this movie as like, oh, he's letting her in more. He's being more of himself, which mm-hmm. is the man she was attracted to. Or you could give it the diehard reading of, he murders a lot of foreigners and that makes her very horny. You know what I'm saying? I think that both of those things are okay. There can be a little <laughs> bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, so anyways, yeah, they go out, take off to hide with the promise that he's going to come back and explain everything to her. He then arranges he goes, <laughs> the goons onto his sofa in the basement. <laughs> Puts on some, some old, like, old jazz. Yeah. Pours himself a whiskey. And, and then finally gives out his backstory about how he was an, an auditor. The guy who, yeah, takes guys off the board who they can't <laughs> arrest. And he tells a story about this guy, Alan. Wait, no, Aaron. No. No, no, no. Alan. So he yeah. goes, uh, Alan was like had embezzled like $3 million from, the, from like the army or the government. He caught up with him uh, and for the first time ever, like listened to the guy plead his case that he felt bad. He was going to go straight and narrow. Please don't kill me. And for the one time, Hutch let him go. And then years later, goes to look him up, expecting him to be back to his Being old. shit back. Yeah. yeah. And it's not. He's like living a life with like a family and a nine to five job. And he's happier than he's ever been. Uh, and like Hutch is like and it pissed me off <laughs> he's like I want that uh, yeah and yeah this is where we hear that like Hutch basically like the loving family man of Hutch Mansell is like a mask he's been wearing for X amount of years yeah well he says specifically like he put his past behind him but he may have overcorrected yeah right. cause now he's just incredibly boring yeah. yeah and then he says sneaky son of a bitch it's that kitty cat bracelet it was on the floor the whole time, the whole time. which I fucking love that yeah. they gave us closure yep. to the kitty cat bracelet definitely he then he then says the uh, he's like human bone turns to ash at 1500 degrees this basement is rigged to burn a half that or twice, twice that. that so nobody's going to find your bodies here then he puts a record on that is made out of like thermite yeah yeah <laughs> And sets the place ablaze. Well, if there's one thing we've learned from Inglorious Bastards, it's that old media is incredibly flammable. Yep, that Actually, is true. Everything from old times was flammable. That's true. We were just spraying uh, flame accelerants all over the place. That's why San Francisco doesn't have as many streetcars. They used to just go up and flames. <laughs> boom! All the time. Yeah. They were like the old-timey, like, Fieros. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my life into my hands and ride one of those streetcars. Ooh, a risk taker. I like it. Uh, so anyways, uh, that's how the Titanic sank, by the way. Yeah. That's true. Went up in flames. He <laughs> got hit by a streetcar and exploded. We're joking, but anybody that lived in Chicago and listened to the regular radio before Cash for Clunkers, like the Kennedy would <laughs> shut down for a car fire every other day. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he uh, the two goons show up at Hutch's dad's place. He dispatches them with uh, just a Duh. ridiculous shotgun blast. Oh, man. Like, yeah. the first guy, like, shoots in the face. The second guy gets his hand in front of it and then gets his hand blown off. Blown through his torso. Yeah. 
Which again, I see my buddy go down. The you know Christopher Lloyd has grabbed the gun and put his finger between the hammer and the so actual cool. pistol. Oh, yeah. So, so it's just like again, it's just like fuck. I'm de- like just make it quick, friend. Just yeah. Like, you got you fair fair play. You got me. See, your problem is you're too used to turn-based combat. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no fair. I casted haste. I should get two more oh, turns. Oh, I'm fucked right now, aren't I? <laughs> I guess you go. Now, hang on, hang on. I think I've got enough time to put a potion on, <laughs> right. and that should give me enough uh, HP to weather this blast. Before you shoot me, let me check my deck. I think I've got one of those life three spells that gives me auto-regenerate after I die. I've got seven seconds. That means I have two actions. I'm just going to attack twice so I don't have to move. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So, he he fucking murders them. He almost gets busted by, like, the head, like, goon at the fucking retirement home. Uh, But then he realizes, oh, it's probably just loud TV making the shotgun noises. Yeah, he tells him to turn it down and leaves leaves him in peace. Hutch uh, goes on a fucking rampage of destroying the Russian guy's, like, whole livelihood. Yeah. yeah. Well, first he, he buys the, the metalworking shop with his gold Krugerangs. Yes. Because he, too, has a locker full of gold Krugerangs. I love when the brother's just like, he's like, there's your offer right there. And Michael Ironside is just like, yeah, great, I take it. Yeah. And this, this, the brother's like, no, we don't. And, like, tries to throw a punch and then gets, like, suckered in the gut. Oh, right in the... Right in the solar plexus yeah. is just down. Uh, but yeah, so he buys that, then closes it down due to, quote, electrical problems, end quote. Uh, and then, yeah, goes out on his mission of, like, burning down the bad guy's shit. Yeah. Including all of the Obshack's money and all of the guy's art, except for one piece that he takes with him. Yep. Which is really recognizable, but I cannot place it. It's either like a Van Gogh or yeah, a Cezanne Yeah, it's like a Van Gogh or something. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've seen it at the Art Institute. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's yeah, something you would do. Dork. Yeah. The only time I've been to the Art Institute is when I was making pretend that I was Ferris Bueller. <laughs> That's the only reason I ever go to French restaurants. Hell yeah. Just to claim one to be the days. sausage king of Chicago. Yeah. One of those days, Abe Froman's going to have a reservation and it's going to be my lucky day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he like just like burns everything down, kills dozens, dozens of, of people. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to like a head like Russian guy like Yulian is like singing a song in the club on stage and Bob Odenkirk is in the audience like that eating can, a steak yeah just eating a steak enjoying the show uh, when the song is over they all like all the goons converge on him and he's like he's like are you enjoying your food he's like actually I came here for the show ah, ah. And he goes to reach for his napkin and everybody points a gun at his head. There's like 12 guns pointed at his head. Yeah. He pulls his napkin up to like dab his chin and underneath his napkin is a fucking claymore. (laughs) A claymore that he has rigged with a pole pin. Yes. Yes. With the pole pin on his actual ring finger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the Yulian sends everybody out and they have a a little like tete-a-tete scene where uh, like Bob Odenkirk's like, look, we can all just walk away right now. It's it's done. I burned all of your shit. You have nothing left. It's like, everything I have, everything you had, 
I have. <laughs> uh, but I love that, yeah, Bob Odenkirk is laying it out of just like, look, I, the, the money's gone, everything's gone, but that's not yours. You still have your nest egg, I'm sure. Yeah. Just go open up a tiki bar. I know that you want to get out of the game. I know that you're not actually like, you've been trying to get out for a while. So just like, yeah, go open up a tiki bar in the Caribbean, which, God damn it, why isn't that the sequel? I know. <laughs> Oh, it would have been great. Uh, he's like, you know, hey, um, Bob Odenkirk is just like, look, you made it personal. You came to my house. We're not going to be even. But if you just fucking leave me alone, that's the end of it. But if not, I'll be nearby. And then he like, goes outside. Also, we skip the part where he like clearly sets up the warehouse with a bunch of Home Alone style. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. explosive he traps. The warehouse with Home Alone style. Yeah. Traps, yeah, fucking right. original Home Alone. None of this Lost in New York bullshit. Correct. No, no, no. Although the Lost in New York ones are far more lethal, so I feel like <laughs> these are probably more. Yeah, no, that paint can should have killed both of them. <laughs> Uh, the pink is in the first pink one. Pink in the first it? one. In the second one, it's fucking cinder blocks. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Although in the first one, he does hook up the uh, electrical wires to make the, the handle to the door scorching hot. Yes. Yeah. To the point where it scars Joe Pesci. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he also rigs up a flamethrower that burns off the top of Joe Pesci's head. Yeah, yes. You know, they're, they're, they're both pretty fucking lethal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh boy, the menace that is Kevin McAllister in that. Group to be saw. So anyways... Sure. Uh, what about the third kid, though? Or the kid in the third movie? What did he grow up to be? I don't fucking care. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Yeah, nobody does care about you that. You know who kid. he grew up to be? Fucking nobody. <laughs> oh, shit! Woo! Uh, so anyways, he's like literally sitting outside in his, like, in the neighbor's car that yeah, he stole. Yeah, he stole the challenger. With his fingers crossed, hoping that they'll chase him. Yes. Yeah. They do. He throws it into, he puts the fucking Pat Benatar tape in yes. the, and we like get this big car chase scene set to Heartbreaker, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Did he have a, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Did he have another tape for if they didn't chase him, like on the B side of that, that he would put in? Yeah, it's the White Snake, the Lonely Road one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, nice. Solid two. There he would have been going. That's true. Yeah. Wherever well, yeah. he's going, yeah. that's where he is. Yeah, because there he goes again on his own. Yeah. Life is a highway. Ah. I'm going to ride it all night long. No. Yeah, I love that song so much. <laughs> Life is a highway. Yeah, Tom Cochran like, rules. Yeah, <laughs> someone cut together footage of the Queen's coffin yes, going which down. Which is fantastic. To Life is a highway. <laughs> it made it so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck the Royals. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. What I love is all the uh, the people in England in that like fucking like. 12 hour line to see the queen and pay the 24 respects 24 hour yeah. line just fucking like dude the king is 73 you'll get another chance yeah but who uh. wants to line up for that asshole who wanted to line up for this asshole people like that weird old lady I don't know why why she was terrible she but covered she up was... genocide and she really wanted gay people dead yeah but she was really old and cute yeah, yeah that's true she had those corgis you know the ones they dumped in the grave with her? <laughs> That's a joke. They actually had a far worse fate. They're going home with fucking her son, Andrew. Yes. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Prince Andrew, you may recognize him from The Scandals. 
Yeah, God. from the from the log books of the Lolita Express. Yeah, yeah. Now he's yes. a corgi daddy. Oh, I don't like that much. You shouldn't. No. So, anyways, a uh, big awesome car chase. Uh, he, oh yeah, he good stuff. Leads them back to uh, to the, the the manufacturing warehouse. Uh, he ends up taking a shot. It was at this point that I realized that the Russians were in America the whole time. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd have to get on, like, one of those weird transatlantic ferries where you can, like, drive your car onto the boat. Sure, yeah. And then what do you do? You make small talk? Come on. Yeah, that's a little rough. Right? On the ferry. Or you just, you pointedly ignore them until you can't anymore. Yeah. And then you're like, you don't know, you want to play cards. You fine, I'll play cards. And you, like, begrudgingly start to open up to one another. By the end, you're the best of friends. Yeah, but then summer's over and you got to go back home and you got to act like you hate each other again. Yeah. Otherwise, your friends are going to be like, you hang out with him? Yeah. He's gross. That's true. He is Russian. I mean, I do. So anyways, the oligarch and his crew are coming after after Hutch. Hutch does take a shot in the shoulder. Yep. uh, And he's about to get, like, overwhelmed by the bad guys when who should kick out a window and start sniping dudes with, like, 50 cal mega bullets <laughs> but the fucking RZA giant gun guy I'm so with happy. a silencer so it's like extra giant yeah and just like huge like thunk and like guys getting thrown back like 20 feet oh yeah uh, and then uh, fucking Christopher Lloyd comes out with his sawed off shoddy several shotguns yeah he's got like just a bunch of shotguns he's got a just blasting yeah, he's got of a... shotguns not shotgun shells yeah. I love that when they go inside, he's like, that's a lot of shotguns. He's like, that's a lot of Russians. <laughs> hey, my boy. <laughs> and then this is like the big like final like action sequence of the movie where they, uh, the three of them are like intermittently like gunning dudes down and also like setting off all the traps throughout. Right, so he's got like a drill press that pushes down onto a grenade and blows up a yeah, room the, full of guys. A fucking hydro- I, I saw that I was like, this is the hydraulic press from my favorite YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> where I smash things with a hydraulic press. Yeah. Ooh, the high-speed camera so it's all slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that one and also the superheated nickel ball that they just Ooh, drop into yeah. things. Oh, yeah. I like it's a bit of an older one, but I like the one where they had just like the scaffolding that was way up high, and they would just drop things. Yeah, it was basically an escalation from the David Letterman. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. David Letterman. Yeah, guys, is there a Will It Float YouTube channel? Because I feel like that's just ripe for the picking at this point. Ooh, Ooh. I don't know. We got to get those uh, girls with the buzz saws in their midsection. (laughs) The the grinder girls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my one of my favorite traps is the one that the RZA springs. He like takes out a bunch of dudes, kicks this dude like through a door, and he like gets caught up in like all this razor wire and like these sticks. And then like he hits a red swing line stapler, and it turns out that razor wire is attached to a fucking rope, <laughs> and it pulls him out, him out the window, jerks him out the window into the other room. Yeah, no, there's also the fucking like rebar shotgun that they build. Yeah, yeah, that just fires rebar javelins at three or four guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I love that ruthless. the entire time Christopher Lloyd is just ambling through just <laughs> blasting guys just with having the, the best time I was gonna say with the biggest smile <laughs> oh yeah face. we even get like a stop where he talks to uh, Hush about like how much he misses this shit yeah 
Yeah, where he talks about like, yeah, hey, retirement was great. You would get up late, you'd have breakfast, you watch TV, you take a nap, you go for a swim. But goddamn, if I didn't miss this. And it is the most alive I have seen Christopher <laughs> Lloyd in decades. Yeah, sure, it's awesome. And like, uh, yeah, the RZA just like kicking ass, taking names with his fucking sniper rifle that keeps getting like broken down to smaller and smaller Smaller bits and he just keeps shooting guys and then eventually we even they all get together and they all end up back to back just like circling the room shooting everybody. Yes. I will dock the movie one quarter of a star for not playing ballroom blitz during this rampage. Sure, you gotta. I understand. But like... What did they play? Nothing. Nothing uh, was it just the was it just I think the it music? would I think it might have just been like old timey like because yeah, it was standard because I music. remember it watching Rizzo's gun shake to yeah. something jazzy. Yeah. They, 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 a lot of the movies like like Sinatra like standards and stuff. The score work is incredibly interesting because it's both like all of these golden age standard like jazz singer standards mixed with a bunch of golden age eighties rock. Yes, yeah. and to like put those things on equal footing is so weird and mm-hmm. crazy and awesome. Uh, so, anyways, it's down to like the main bad guy Julian, and he's kind of got them pinned up. Uh, he managed to shoot Riza in the shoulder. Riza's they don't know what to do. They're all out of bullets. So Bob Odenkirk rigs up his claymore to this <laughs> big, like, hunk of bulletproof glass with handles on it. Puts it on the outside. Like, well, what I love is the he's, ring in his mouth. Yeah. He's got the pull tab in his mouth, and he charges like it's a riot sheet. What I love is he's starting to rig this up, and they're like, what are you doing, Hutch? Hutch, what are you doing? And he's just like, look. Everybody dies. And they're like, ah, shit. Yeah. But some sooner than others. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. He fucking just like runs at the guy, pulls the cord at the last second, and just full claymores this dude in the face. Right. And they both blast apart. Yeah. Uh, But Odenkirk is alive. Yeah. He's good. The cops are coming. Yep. The cops are coming. So he sends uh, the Rizzo, who is his brother, by the way, we should point out. Yeah. <laughs> he sends his brother and, and father out to, to get back to safety, his his dad back to the home, and his brother back to in hiding, wherever that is. Wherever that is, yeah. And then he goes into his office to, like, get his, like, stuff. And earlier, at the very beginning of the movie, when he first comes to the office, there's, like, a lady, like, poking around in the, like, foam core ceiling trying to find like a rat or something that is in the some ceiling. sort of animal yeah and we find out what it is it's a cute little kitty cat yeah, yeah. and his daughter said they should get a cat yeah so he takes the little kitty cat and puts her uh, inside of his coat pocket takes a couple cans of tuna can opener and then the next thing you know he's uh, being arrested he's arrested by the police we're back to the beginning of the movie yeah we're no longer uh, in media res we're just in res yeah so we go through the whole same bit again he feeds the cat they ask him who he is he says he's no they said, oh, that's not really an answer. He says, it's good enough for now. And then both of their phones ring. Yeah. They each answer their phone and their smiles turn to like frowns. And they're just like, oh, I guess you're free to go. Yeah. Blackout. We yep. open up. Bob Odenkirk and wife looking at a new house. Yeah. Three months later, Bob Odenkirk and his wife, who we should point out is played by Connie Nielsen of Devil's Advocate and Gladiator fame. Um, Who'd she play in Devil's Advocate? Al Gladiator. No, she plays Russell Crowe. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, she plays his sister that he has sex with at the end of the movie. And in, in Gladiator, Gladiator. <laughs> no, in Gladiator, she plays Joaquin Phoenix's sister, sister who he tries to have sex with the whole yes, time. Yeah, that's oh, right. Man. Yeah. Well, to be fair, Joaquin Phoenix keeps walking up to her and saying, "Baby, 
feed my Frankenstein. <laughs> and she keeps saying, that hasn't been written yet. Mary Shelley is centuries away. That's a terrible impression of Joaquin Phoenix in that movie. It's more like, baby, <laughs> feed my Frankenstein. No, that's terrible. It's more like, a baby, I feed them a Frankenstein. He doesn't even try to do an Italian accent in that movie. <laughs> Which he should. They're Romans, goddammit. Yeah, that the whole is movie would true. All Roman movies should be done with Mario accents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's me, a Spartacus. <laughs> I live the revolt. Isn't Spartacus Greek? It's me, a Spartacus. Yes, but he was in Rome. So everybody else has got to be. Oh, which one of you is a Spartacus? I see oh. which one of you is a Spartacus. And then he's like, hey, it's me, I'm Spartacus. Eh? <laughs> you like the juice. Yeah, right. And then he pounds a bunch of Windex. <laughs> Just starts like throwing olives at dudes. Yeah, right. It's ridiculous. Take that grease. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, Bob Odenkirk, uh, yeah, Hutch and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Hutch are buying a new house because uh, their old house got burned, burned up by thermite. Uh, and uh, while they're there, the realtor gets a phone call and uh, turns out it is for Hutch. She hands it to him and he's like, mur, 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 mur. then he says, do you guys have a basement? And then credits. Do, 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 do. No. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Hutch will return in Dogma? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're making a sequel to Dogma. They're never selling the rights to it is what I heard. Well, we gotta wait for that dude to die. Is it Tugma now? It is. Correct. Tugma. It's basically uh, what happens in that movie is uh, basically Alanis Morissette has a heart attack and she decides to make the movie Dogma. Sure. Nice. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I was, I was like... I. I was cautiously optimistic for Clerks 3, and then all the reviews are like, I mean, no. <laughs> I, 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 have, I read one full review that didn't mention this, and then I saw one thing of a review where it's just like, yeah, Rosario Dawson's character dies Fucking before dies the movie starts. off screen. And now she, her ghost visits him and is like, yeah, I go ass to mouth with Frederick Douglass in heaven. And it's like, all right, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Eat all of the shit. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's nobody, and now it's time for bullet points. Pew pew! Bullet points! And our first bullet point is body count. Jesus. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count of nobody is? 37 dicks. In a row? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick, what is your choice? Uh, I'm going to go with 51. Ooh, playing by prices right rules. Whoever gets the closest without going over. Patrick, you are the winner. Oh. 77. Damn. Damn. I mean, like, he is just killing people during the Obashock scene. Yes. Like, they're just millions of guys dying. Yeah. Well, no, because then it would be <laughs> over a million. Yeah, I say to Star Wars, he <laughs> don't blow up a planet or nothing. <laughs> Uh, or in the sequels, you gotta up the ante and blow up four planets. <laughs> so I still gonna... can't fucking believe they literally have that scene. Here's the first Death Star. Here's the Star Killer base. It's so much bigger. Like Jesus Christ, J.J. Abrams. Go back to gone fishing. Yeah, starring Joe Pesci and Danny Glover, who was in Home Alone one and two. 
Whoa, with Kevin Bacon? Did we get there? <laughs> there was a great interview with Kevin Bacon where he said he turned down a role to be uh, dressed as an M&M dancing to Footloose. And he says specifically he turned it down because his wife doesn't like when food talks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. You gotta respect You gotta it. do what you gotta do sometimes. Look, he took a bet. Like, they took a bath on the Madoff thing. Like, Madoff made off with, like, all their money. Yeah. Uh, and, like, at the time, she was the money earner because she had that show on TBS or TNT or whatever. Who's his wife? Kira Sedgwick. Oh, yeah. shit. No so kidding. she had, the like. The closer. Yeah. yeah. So she had, like, she was making the TV money. And he was just doing everything, whatever he could. That's how he ended up in an X-Men movie. <laughs> yeah. Which he's real good in. And that's the best X-Men movie. It's up there. You know what I mean, Kevin? Yeah, what's better? X-Men-wise? Yeah, first, first class is right up at the top, my friend. I'd probably say X2 is still my favorite. Nah, that one's no good. I've seen that one. Phoenix is in it, but not really. No, that's three. Oh, yeah. X-Men United. Oh, which yes. is a piece of dog shit. That, yeah, for. that's the one that Brett Ratner directed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's when where Fraser plays Beast. Yeah. <laughs> which should have been awesome, except he doesn't fucking do anything the whole movie. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's because he's probably 60. I keep needing to be reminded that Oscar Isaac was in X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, he's Apocalypse. It's fucking wild. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he wasn't happy about it either. Right. <laughs> Nor should he have been. He had to wear so much makeup to do nothing. Yeah, that's a bad movie. That's a real bad movie. Mm-hmm. They really should take those movies away from Sony. Correct. They did. They, they did. belonged. They well. They first of all, they belonged to Fox. Fox. And now they belong to Disney. Oh, they finally got them. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna yeah, Disney, integrate yeah. it back in. Now? Yeah, Disney already, owns yeah. all of Fox. <laughs> yeah, they've started dropping hints in some of the ancillary Marvel content that there's mutants about. Yeah, they've used the word mutant gotcha. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyways, next bullet point: best kill. Best kill. Patrick, what is the best kill in Nobody? It's tough because there's a lot. Oh to man, from. right? And I mean. <sighs> This is one of those ones where we gotta go with best kill aside from literally everybody that Christopher Lloyd shoots. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna go with uh, the Rizza's Indiana Jones shot. Yes! Uh, after he's in this huge fight with his sniper rifle and he loses his silencer because he has to unscrew it to kill a guy and he kills some other guys. Three guys are running at him and he shoots one of them in the head and drops all three of them. And it's hilarious and beautiful and I like it. Mm, it's good. John. Best kill. I don't know if this specifically counts as a kill because we don't see a body hit the floor, as it were. But when they're doing the car chase, mm-hmm. at one point, a challenge that he uh, his car is getting pushed backwards by like an SUV, but then he sees he's getting pushed into an assault. So he like quickly uh, shifts gears, spins around, and throws the car at a bunch of other cars. <laughs> yes. yeah, right. yeah, somebody certainly died. And I fucking, I've never seen in my, in all my decades on this earth, I've never seen a car throw a car at a bunch of other cars, and goddamn, it was cool. It was real cool. It's a classy shot. Uh, Mark, best kill. I'm going to go with one of the traps uh, in the warehouse that's set up where it's a bunch of like rat traps set up with shotgun shells and so when you like open the door it sets them off and they just like pop in their fucking faces yeah you just oh uh, yeah <laughs> this movie is exceptionally grisly and one thing i like about it is that it seemed like they used a fair amount of like squib and yeah. Blo- like yeah. real blood which was cool yeah. uh, well fake blood no 
Real blood. <laughs> well, they yeah. went to the blood bank and they hooked all those squibs up. John, after this, Bob Odenkirk didn't have enough blood left because he donated it to the production. That's why he had That's his heart he had attack. His heart attack. Oh no. Yeah. That's how committed he was to the movie. <laughs> he got rock in good shape and also donated a quart of blood every day. I'm going to need to give honorable mention to the light pole when he's in the trunk. Oh, like after the extinguisher goes off and they take out the light pole and the light pole just like slides horizontally across the scene. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. War crimes, I feel like, doesn't really apply. So we're going to do... No, no, no. This takes place in a world with the Geneva Convention. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Dems the rules. Oh, War crimes War it is. Crimes. War crimes. Well, John, tell me about some war crimes and nobody. Not letting that Russian guy dance. That's clearly all he wanted out of life. (laughs) He was saving for retirement. Yeah, but he tried to just, he he chose to shelter Russian mafia money. But he was saving for retirement. Russian Mm. mafia retirement. Yeah, but he's Russian. Yeah. But they didn't let him dance. He danced a little bit. They let him dance a time. He got to dance a couple times. So. Look, he can dance if he wanted. He can leave your friends behind. And he doesn't. And that is his fatal flaw. <laughs> Despite none of them wearing hats. None of them dancing. Yeah. Patrick, war crimes. I'm going to go with the gold on black paisley jacket that our principal villain wears. How dare you? Oh, yeah. No, it matches his shoes. It is gaudy. It is terrible. <laughs> and I hate it. I will back you up on the fact that his pants should not have also been shiny. <laughs> See, the thing Europeans, is... Europeans, they can't clothe themselves. <laughs> I'd wear all of it. Uh, <laughs> Mark, war crimes. Uh, I'm going to go with the the lack of in-person RZA in this movie. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. You want to kind of save the RZA for the end. But you can't put the RZA's name in the credits, then just give me RZA's voice until the last ten minutes of the movie. Give me more the RZA. That's true. This, I think if you uh, total up the actual screen time, I think he's in uh, coffee and cigarettes for longer than this movie. Yeah, probably. probably Jim Jarmusch knew to use more RZA. Rizza knew to use more Rizza in the Man with the Iron Fist. Oh man! True facts. God, that, that that is the first movie that I actually respected Russell Crowe in mm-hmm. because everything up until that point he was begging for an Oscar, and then he's like, "Fuck it, I'll do this kung fu movie with the Rizza." Yeah, he's like, I'll, he's like, I'll and show- I'm not gonna lose weight for it. Yeah, I'm gonna show up fat and out of shape and just be this fucking asshole. It's gonna be great. Yeah, he's got the the immortal line: "Are you here for business or pleasure?" You're the business. This is pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Dynamite stuff. Right. So that's going to bring us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is nobody an action movie? Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. John, is it an action movie? Is nobody an action movie? Yes. Who's on first? Yes, it is an action movie. Thanks for not taking that for Oh, man, yeah. That was, I, I think almost, we just, I a little heart palpitation. I right was there. not ready for it. <laughs> we Ugh. just needed to throw out the cadence of that joke, and the audience fills in the rest. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mark, is I learned this... that trick from Lorne Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that guy knows jokes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Two of them. 
Yep. And he'll repeat them ad nauseum. <laughs> yeah, one of them is TV show that just kind of ends. And then the other <laughs> one is fake commercial. <laughs> yep. Mark, is this an action movie? Hell yeah, it is. And a sick one at that. I love this. This is the third time I've seen this movie. <laughs> nice. I love this movie. It's so much fun. It's it is. Yeah. And like, you forget that, like, for the first, like, maybe five or six minutes of this movie, it's just like, fucking Bob Odenkirk. Look yeah. at that fucking idiot. And then it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he, it, it's not even a, like, Oh my god, it's crazy that Bob Odenkirk is doing this. He just be, he's just playing a character, you know? Yes. Like the entire meta baggage of Bob Odenkirk just sort of like goes away and mm-hmm. you're just enjoying this very good actor doing a very good performance. Oh yeah, absolutely. So final <laughs> re- final reviews of Nobody, John. I give it all the Mr. Shows out of all the Better Call Sauls. Mm, Patrick. I want to give it 10 old guys with a shotgun out of 10 old guys with a shotgun. Ooh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 Stevie Grant, the Larry Sanders' agent from Larry Sanders, Fuck. out of 10 Stevie Grants. Wait, no, he's, Sa- not, he's not Larry Sanders' agent. He's yeah. uh, um, like John Stewart's agent. No, he's he's both their agents. He's, right. He's Larry okay. Sanders' agent for a while, and then it turns out he's also John Stewart's agent and is trying to like... it's. Mess gotcha. up the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Did you know that fucking John Lovitz almost had a Larry Sanders esque sitcom co starring Phil Hartman? Yes. Oh, man. Nice. They had a table read for it and everything. God damn it. Yeah. Instead, we got fucking Teen Angel. Yeah. There was also almost a Three Stooges movie starring John Lovitz as Mo, Phil Hartman as. Oh, sorry. Phil Hartman as Mo, John Lovitz as Curly. Larry. Oh, no, Larry. Larry and Chris Farley as Kurt. Oh, wow. Yeah. The world that could have been. Yeah. There, there could also, have been peace in our times. Yeah, right? <laughs> there was also a horror comedy script that Phil Hartman wrote called, I think it's called Mr. Mom, but after that, and it was supposed to be directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um, and this would have been like late 90s, early 2000s, like... It was in the pre-production phase Man, when nice. he died. It is like it, I, it, it always like reoccurs to me how like close together Chris Farley's death and Phil Hartman's death was. And yes, like, like within the year. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, yeah, very very close together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. Anyway, Bob Odenkirk still with us. Still with us. Doing Hell a great yeah. job. Thank God. Uh, so let's go. Hey, it. learn CPR out there. Yeah. Saved Bob Odenkirk's life. Please. Maybe yeah. you can save Bob Odenkirk's life. I hope so someday. Fifty-fifty uh, with David Cross. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> depend, it'll depend on what he was doing immediately before he like, went out. Obviously, call the paramedics. You know. Sure. But like. I don't know if you got to do much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I might, like, keep an eye on him. Right. Right. <laughs> Just to make sure, like, his last words aren't a racial slur. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so that's good. Or it. if they are, I can clean it up a little bit. Sure. That's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. Me? Oh, I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Meow, meow. Pew, pew.